Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe. This is going to be episode 228 with my friend, Philippe Calvario, who's a director, he's a designer. He also just started up his own design firm as well. It's called Foreign Affairs, which I think is a perfect name for it. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff. It's been a, quite a bit of time, I believe, since the last episode. I think it was back in 2014 or somewhere around then so it's been about six years or so since he's been on the show so lots has has happened he's a new dad um he's got his new shop he's won an emmy award so we talk about a lot of these different things and we since uh philippe and i know each other quite well um we were able to get right to some really big you know concepts and ideas that uh, are things that i think are good topics to discuss like um the concept of saying no and how to pick your your time and how to pick your clients and how to really navigate your career and guide it in a way that is fulfilling to yourself. And um, also kind of what we're doing and how we're dealing with this whole COVID-19 situation, which is very perplexing and very challenging for everybody. Um, So yeah, it's an interesting time, but um, we didn't really focus a complete episode on that. So hopefully it's, this is a nice retreat mentally from um, the the madness that's going on in the world around you. Um, yeah, so this is a, it's just, I love these episodes. I love having my friends on and I love talking shop with them and just seeing kind of what's happened in their lives since the last time we talked. So here we are, everybody. Episode 228. Let's begin. to start this awkward super awkwardly so how are you how are you doing what have you been doing <laughs> jesus is that really the way you want to start <laughs> <laughs> the thing I, I love about having my friends on here is like there's no um, bullshit yeah there's no like in the beginning it's like uh courting you know which is it's what has to happen when you're strangers but when you're not it's just so fast and so fun to just get down to the to the bar bones so but i know what's what's been what's been new i'm trying to think of back like the last time was it like about a year ago yeah probably yeah probably a year ago four years i mean every year we get older time just doesn't matter anymore so (laughs) we're old and we have diapers on yeah (laughs) almost there (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, you you've yeah. you've gone off and you've done like I know you're in process of uh, a couple of things but there's quite a few things that are new. Yeah, there's um there's yes there's quite a few things that are new. I um I I ditched the uh, the freelance thing I used to do uh, through the night, which most people know my story. Or people who actually know me know the story that I used to work through the night for American Studios. I still do that. Um, more often than not, actually, but I uh, I kind of had to ditch that ever since I had my baby girl Emma, um, almost four years ago now. Jesus, yeah, four years. That's that's my nickname that you give me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby, you like that? <laughs> okay. I'm okay um, with it as long as you keep calling me Emma. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> yeah. We haven't actually we haven't we haven't talked as much ever since I I had I had uh, my uh, my girl Emma cuz Oh yeah. <laughs> things got 
things got busier. Um, oh, yes. And, and that's why I ditched the, the late night soirees over Photoshop and After Effects and whatnot, because I had to dedicate myself to being a dad. That's which good. I love, which I love doing. Right? Yeah. You enjoying it? Yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. What is it, something about it that you enjoy? Just the, a, a whole new thing, a new purpose? Uh, uh, well, uh, it's certainly the, the fact that it gives you a lot of perspective, which I'm sure you, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you a lot of perspective over um, time management and uh, what's important in your life, uh, either just with work or with life in general. Yeah. And having a... Um, having a kid really shifts you into becoming a better, um, better person, I think, um, which is certainly what happened to me because I had to figure things out. And, and um, I was on the, always on the verge of taking the step of a final step of um, opening my own studio and doing things by on my own, which I was always pushing back on because I, I was basically afraid to take that step. Mm-hmm. as most people are yeah. but then it came it came a time where i got to do it i i just had to I, I can't postpone this anymore and it's it, it turned out to be the best thing the best decision i ever made mm. um so yeah here i am now yay uh, <laughs> andrew can you please put like the kids clapping sound in there yay. <laughs> i think it's awesome you know like that is um I think uh, it's it's a good thing that the fear is a good thing, uh, um, and I think it builds up pressure. And, and it, as long as it doesn't crush you, I think it's a really great thing because it yeah leads us into a good place and into a, a you, often if we if we really take our time and are methodical about it, it leads us to a, like a really cool place in, in our lives. You know, so making that jump. So the step that you talked about, this is something that's very consistent with all of us that experience doing art for a living. How did you? make i mean it was it was it was for your daughter it's for your wife it was for you it was for the sake of you know no it was it was definitely for me it's um i've I've always wanted to um expand my um field of opportunity if you will i always wanted to to do things on on my own Mm -hmm. and being a freelancer or working at a daytime job i couldn't really do that yeah. Um, and I wanted to dedicate um, all, all the hours of my day to um, pursuing my own objectives, mm-hmm. which I'm, I am doing now. Um, but, you know, the last push was because uh, I, I, I really didn't have enough time in the day to be a dad, work as a freelancer, work as a, at a full time place I was working at. Um, I really, in, in being, you know, just being with my friends and my wife, I really couldn't manage all those things together. Mm-hmm. So I finally opened up the studio and, but the studio is, um, is, it's an extension of, of me. Cause now I get to work with, which I've always wanted to do. I, I get to work with other people, with teams of people. Yeah. I get to actually be a part of larger projects, which I couldn't do as a freelancer or at this, at the, uh, the production house I was at, uh, I get to imprint my own, my own name and my own vision of things because it's my studio. Um, uh, and then it's also a platform for, and this is, I'm talking, I'm always talking about 
you know, design for film and television, which is what I've, I've always been doing, which is what I love doing the most. But it's also a platform for um, different things. And some of these are bigger things. So it's also a platform for my direct, uh, for me to be a director, my directorial efforts. A couple of things have been happening there. It's there are slow cookers, but um, but I'm making progress on that to direct my own TV series and and also my own feature film. And I can go into that a little bit too. And also, I um, it's also a platform for. Um, I got into uh, semi-permanent, one of the biggest design conferences in the world. I'm also I'm now a part of the uh, of the group, and we're doing semi-permanent in Europe, and it, the whole thing is really taking off. Uh, right up, right up until uh, this pandemic hit, <laughs> which yeah. kind of threw us under a bus a little bit. Freaking but uh, yeah. but there's a lot of things going on at the same time, which I couldn't do if I didn't. Uh, make this decision mm. yeah that's awesome yeah it's a lot of things too yeah the slow cooker of, of, of directing is a big thing and um, yeah yeah but also yeah i mean <clears throat> i think we we both thrive in that way where we like to work with other people because we know that our art is it has a ceiling within ourselves which is good it's fine but it also it's it, it, it's exponential when you're we're paired with the right people and we can um like thrive with that collaborative sauce you know so like sharing, yeah. sharing skills and perspective and ideas and steering towards something which is really cool um yeah which is awesome but it's it's also um it's actually uh, the irony of this whole the COVID thing. So also for those that are listening, I try to tamp, uh, date stamp this so yeah. people know, cause it's, there's before COVID and after COVID as of now, there's a, so right now it's, uh, we're April 28th and in America we're about a month and a half or yeah, March, April. Yeah. About a month and a half, almost two months of like legitimate stay at home quarantine which is very odd, yeah. very different. But the the effects from that, there's a lot of um, positive effects, I think, of that. And that one of those is, is people being able to, companies, large companies, and just companies in general, are able to see that working remotely is, is actually not as bad as it was once perceived to be. Um, so a new kind of perspective on the workforce might be shaping from this. So... Who would I've, never, I've never been this busy, actually. Yeah, that's ever, awesome. Ever since the pandemic start, started, for some reason um and there's a lot of people who are busier than ever i'm, I'm i don't know if it's a a thing that's going to pass in the next few weeks mm-hmm. but uh but i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, that's good hey yeah and if it works it works you know i think right now for everybody that's working in say in like the entertainment industry i know a lot of productions are down um i was working on a production that got taken down for a bit it's kind of a bummer it's kind of a hit but at the same time other things are are, are jumping and, and moving um and yeah. the, the, the one key thing is that we know is the fact that people are having to stay home so their consumption rate of entertainment is massive it's through the roof so um there's just a there needs to be an endless supply which there already is but higher level contents are, is a key you know so which is uh yeah, which is cool, you know. Which is yeah, there's a there's a lot of current need for content. Um, the problem is, 
most people are at home. They can, you can't really go out and shoot. Um, at least I don't think you can shoot drama. You can shoot, you can probably do documentaries, but um, there's definitely a limit to what you can do now. Um, but for somebody who works in posts like me, uh, doing design for things that, that were already um, on, the, on the, the end of their pipelines, uh, a lot of studios um, in America are looking for freelance help because um, you know there's a lot there's a lot of work that needs to be finished, and it's going to be all hands on deck. And at least that's my experience from where I am. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 you know that's a, a positive thing amongst all the shitty news that you get every day. Yeah, I don't actually listen to news or pay attention to any of that. So. Um, good <laughs> yeah it's just it, it's being such a sensitive kind of person that it really destroys my brain so i'd rather um i think you i think uh humanity is better with me not using uh not having that in my life so i can actually just focus on being an artist you know so <laughs> I, I i have this uh i have this vision of you every time i think of you and i think of you every hour Clothed? of every second yeah <laughs> I have this vision of I'm you. Baby Emma, by the way, everybody. So just you know, <laughs> I have this vision of you in uh, the last time we were together in in Milan. Uh-huh. If you remember that, uh, it was two years ago. That was good, Maybe. man. We got pizza that together, was, right? Didn't we? We got pizza together. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was cool, so, dude. Mike was there. That was a my wife was there that was such your a wife great time there. yeah your wife was there yeah it was cool that, that was pizza beautiful. dude oh my god that pizza nom, 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 nom. That's so good. i think you asked for seconds i did i was american i ate everything second over because <laughs> we don't get that kind of stuff here so i mean we do we have amazing food here but it's just different so but yeah. uh you were saying out in milan milan yeah we were, we were together in milan for for digital design days. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. And I have this vision of you there um, on stage, full, fully dressed in black, yeah. which I, which I think is something that you do now, right? When you go on stage. Yeah. Actually it was a lesson from my buddy, Sam. He said that when you're publicly seen the way you're timelessly seen publicly is you don't have any, uh, f- like you don't wear a t-shirt with a logo or something like that because it'll date you. It'll put you in a date, you know? Right. right. Like, oh, that's interesting. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, I have my ninja pants, so I guess <laughs> ninja pants. It's definitely a scene. So, but yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a great time together there. That was that a was, lot of fun, man. That was very cool. I miss those days. <laughs> yeah. Danny was there. A lot of people. Yes, yeah, that was a good time. Those speaking events are really, um, they're so they're so great uh, for many things. It allows us to not only connect with one another, but also uh, people that are admirers of our work, and also connecting with them and giving them some love and like, yeah, you know, because I mean, though I think we look at this the same way, but the the whole process of being an artist is we are all basically um, growing. Um, but we're all at different levels and different directions, you know, but it's all, it's like we all start from the center and we move outward, but we're moving out in clusters, you know? So it's like when we meet somebody that say like maybe three years ahead or behind, we're like, Oh, this is interesting. You know, like you're <laughs> yeah. going through this now, whereas I've been there, but, or I haven't been here yet. Where, where is that for you? You know, and we're all like learning, uh, in a really connected way you know which just makes this community so strong and special it's it's like meeting people on a 
on a ladder because some people are going up faster, some are going slower, some are still at the early steps of the of the way. Mm. And uh, and it's I find that these conferences, well, first and foremost, I just like to get out of the office and and be with uh, people who I know know what I'm talking about and share what I like most of the time, which is on itself is already fun enough. But but then also, you know, getting to to um, to share perspectives on things and kind of I think we always learn from even though I, I've seen I think I've seen Danny Ounce um, presentation or G monks or any of those dudes like a thousand times again, uh, altogether. <laughs> I always learn something new. Mm. Yeah. So that's, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. There's so much to learn from, from one another in these experiences and those, those things. It's a real shame. It's a bummer that this has happened, uh, but at the same time, it's, it's, um, it just goes to show how frail and fragile everything is. And the system is, is not to be trusted or to be like, uh, I remember when it really hit pretty hard. Everybody was just basically in a panic, and stores were just getting yeah. destroyed. Basically, with people just going in, which is understandable. But it, right then, it told me like, oh, like the general public has no faith, zero faith in like the government here. You know, and I'm talking about America only, and and, yeah. and where I live specifically. But um, which I mean, I don't blame the general populace for that either, because I mean, look at it, the president. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get into that because that's not what we're yeah. here for. But but one of the well, that's not <laughs> one of the topics that comes up oftentimes from people is like how do you manage the work life balance and um, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So since we we haven't t- we actually the first episode we've done we was back in 2014. I looked it up, so it's been Jesus. it's been a long time. So it's two years where you were weren't a dad, and now four years that you are. She's four and a half now. She's almost four. Almost, almost four. four. Okay. So, almost yeah. four. Yeah. So it would be really good, I'm sure, and valuable for listeners because um, my daughter, she's 15 now. She's basically... What? She, yeah, she's, she's already 15? Yeah, she's old, man. So, yeah, she's already doing her own thing. Basically. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So <laughs> so I've already... Like, the, the phase that you're in was a really special phase. And... um. And I'm sure a lot of people that are in this industry uh, struggle because this industry will want, it's such a hungry beast. It'll want to eat out everything that you give it. So we have to be like constantly feeding it and being cautious of what we feed it, you know, like all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, but how do you manage, um, how do you manage all this? Like, uh, the, the, the transition and being a new dad and all that kind of stuff. Well, I, uh, I think you can know you can always adapt, but um, one thing that I've become for sure is I'm really shit at getting getting back to people's texts or emails. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, bad, so bad. If if any of you guys are listen, listening to this, uh, it's it happens to everybody that <laughs> sends me emails or texts or whatever. Um, especially nowadays, because people will send you stuff through Instagram or fucking Twitter or WhatsApp or you know, there's a lot of uh, ways to communicate. And 
I can only uh, keep my eye on a couple, <laughs> yeah. um, mostly because I want to focus, and that's what I'm, I'm trying to get to. Is uh, I've learned to focus, uh, learned to really focus, and that's very important if you want to make a kind of a smooth transition between, um, you know, not having uh, anybody but you or you and your girlfriend or your wife. Uh, in the house and working as a freelancer or even having your own daytime job and working as a freelancer at night like I used to do. But, you know, when you do those things, it's a simpler life. You have more control of your time. Yeah. For sure. And, that will, uh, and that'll really, really change. Like, completely. It's completely different. <laughs> um, it's a paradigm shift. And it, when you have a... a Yes, uh, certainly. And when you have a little kid, no matter how shit of a dad you are, you really have to be there for at least for the, the, the basic stuff. Uh, and if you want to be a good dad, you really have to dedicate yourself and dedicate a good slice of your time, at least in the first years, to, to, you know, to, to actually be there for your child. Um, and, the, and the rest will come second. You have so, a close family, huh? Like you, you I think you have brothers. Uh, and, and yeah, I, uh, I have. A, yeah, we are very close, but we're not close physically. I mean, um, we're still close. We talk um, a lot, but we don't actually have any help around here. It's just me, my wife, and and Emma. Mm. Um, so that re- kind of um, complicates things sometimes when you have to um, shift your schedules around. Yeah, because you, you really can't just call your um, you know, your, your mom or somebody to come over and help. Mommy. Um, Mama but the- <laughs> pooped on me. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's poop. Mama's pooped on Photoshop. What do I do? No, she's breaking um, after effects. No. Oh, but it's looking better. Thanks. Emma. Oh, yeah. It looks better now. <laughs> it looks <better>. She's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, so, but, uh, but a lot of people have that, that problem of not having anybody around, but, um, you really have to uh, shift your 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 um, your perspective on things, and and you have to uh, make decisions on how you're going to spend uh, every hour of your day. And if that means letting go of certain things, or you know, uh, I think a lot of pe- people talk about the the power of saying no, which is something that you you, you normally learn. Um, through the years of working in the business, yeah, you kind of you kind of learn what's good for you and what's not so good, or things you've already done before. You want to do, you don't want to do again. Yeah, let's actually dig into that. How do you categorize when you say no? Because I I have a couple of base rules for myself, and I'm curious about you. Like, and what we're saying now is like when you first start in the industry, you're you say yes to everything. There's a time in your in your stage of basically existence where you realize I can't do everything. Now I have to start yeah. reversing the situation and saying no to things. And the better you get, the more popular you get, the more you have to learn to say no to open up yeah. opportunities for the right things. So how do you, def- how do you, um, how have you managed that? Cause that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Oh, well, I, uh, I think there's a lot of, there's a couple of different shelves where I store these, um, things for this particular subject. So, um, one, I think, you have to be, as you go grow older, you have to be mindful of the hours that you spend focusing on something. 
So, uh, and I'm sure you, uh, you've talked about this a lot, Ash, and uh, I 100% agree with what you say about, you know, you have to focus on the task at hand. You can't really be thinking about anything else. And if, if a project comes along that you kind of, maybe you, you, uh, you like the brand or you like the, the subject matter or whatever it is, but you know that it's going to drain you from um, spending time on other things that are more important to you that have a higher priority. And it might be a project, it might be something else that you have going on, but you really have to make decisions on what do you want to do. And it's okay to be, um, it's okay to be selfish. And yeah. I've learned, I've learned that it's, it is okay to be selfish because this is a business. So, um, you don't have to feel bad for, uh, maybe telling somebody you like, or, you know, that you've worked with before telling them no for the first time or saying no to that amazing project that you, that you always wanted to work on because, you know, it is a business and it is your life and you have to make your own decisions and it's okay to be selfish with what you want to do And that project that you're saying no now, it'll certainly happen again later or something even better is going to come up. And I've learned that throughout the years. Um, but, but no, but this is mostly, con this, this shelf is mostly concerned with time. But there's other things that, um, that, you know, I think about when I'm thinking of taking something on or not. And, and, and another one, and again, this is me being a little selfish, but I often look at my portfolio, the range of work that I've done. And I don't want to repeat myself. And I know that I've repeated myself more than often than I'd like to. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a really important thing for me. I don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Um, so, and, and certain projects really just don't interest me at all. So, um, because you've I, done that or been there before? Either because I've, I've done them before or just plain don't care. Um, so studios still, studios and, and networks and clients still reach out to me after all these years, wanting me to work on, uh, I don't know, a shoe commercial or, uh, stuff for the NFL. Yeah. And I just say, dude, have you seen any of that stuff on my portfolio? <laughs> There's a reason for that. I don't, I don't take those projects, but you know, I have the luxury and that's another thing you get to a point where, and that's what you, what you were talking about the fact that you, you, you become kind of well-known in the, in the industry. So you have the luxury of saying no to things that you don't care. You don't want to do them. Yeah. And that's, and that's, uh, enough of a good reason to, to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all really great reasons. Repeating yours, not wanting to repeat yourself, wanting to try new things, um, being selfish yeah. with your time, also being aware that there's only so much time in the day that you can do the things that you want. Um, and being able to divide your time efficiently so that you're, uh, just mainly just focused on your own personal happiness, which is key. You know? um, yeah. Sustaining that as much as possible, whether that means like your happiness comes from a balance of family and personal work and, and client work or whatever. It, it, there's a ratio and discovering that is really the key to finding out what, why, and how you say no to things. Right. 
So yeah, but that takes you know again that takes time and it takes experience. Yeah. Um, and but we uh, we can talk from a place of experience. Uh, we know that um, it comes a day when you actually think about well, do I really want to do this? Why do I have the time? Do I want to uh, do I want to spend time doing this? Does it interest me in the slightest? And, and then there's a there's a, a bigger overview of things. I think I always try to um, more often than not. I, I always try to ha have a bird's eye view of things, uh, a kind of a college strategy, if you will. It sounds really bad, but you call it strategy. But um, it's projecting, yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to project yourself. Where do you want to be in the next five? Where do you want? What do you want to do in the in the next ten? Do you do, you do that a lot still? I still do that a lot. Yes, oh as that is very very important. Stop doing that. I don't know why. I completely stopped doing that. It was weird. Really? Yeah, I just. I'm, I'm, I've actually. I'm right where I want to be continually. So I'm just. I'm in that pocket right now, and I'm just uh, pushing yeah. hard inside there, and I'm like, because that's going to move me no matter where I go. Uh, I think, uh, and I want to hear from you. I just don't want to lose the train that I had a thought. It was basically the, where I am now is, is, is a place of harmony that I'm trying to discover, which is like mostly self personal projects, working with friends, learning a ton, like self fulfilled right. on my own things so that I know that I, I quickly learned that it's not about the awards. I learned this very early in my career. It's not about the awards. It's not about the adulation. It's not about um, yeah. it's not about, um, others liking you. It's none of that matters actually, unfortunately, as much as we all want that, what actually matters <laughs> is, 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 um, your own self love, your own self care and your own self happiness. And that all comes down to who you work with and how you work with them. Yeah. Whether that's that yourself is. or not. That's what works for me though. I've discovered that. So, yeah. No, that's, uh, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree that it comes down to the people you work with and did you have fun or not? And obviously I think it goes without saying that the work itself needs to be good, obviously. Yeah. Um, but when you get to a certain um, level it's mo mostly about the people that you work with and how much fun did you have in the process of working with these people. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, but what I was saying was uh, I still like to have these bird's eye view of things. Um, and by that, I mean that um, some of the projects that I'm involved with, the, the longer gestating ones like semi-permanent, conference or um, the TV series and the feature film that I'm trying to um, to get to put together. Those have been going for some of them four years, uh, others like a year and a half. And I have a, a bunch of them at the same time. Um, and sometimes uh, I spend uh, a lot of time, a lot of my hours dedicated to these projects knowing full well that these won't see the light of day for you know a year two three in the in the horizon mm -hmm. but that's okay but that's where i want to be so i have to put the work now to to realize that um it's gonna go somewhere um but you kind of have to i call that doubling down <laughs> <laughs> double down on yourself because if you're not if you're not going to put 
uh, any faith into yourself, then why would you ask anybody else to do it? You know, so that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, but it's yeah. a real thin line right there because you can get into like, um, like this weird like I'm a god. You know, you do the weird stuff. You got to be careful of that too. <laughs> so it's like it's a really yeah. kind of a weird place. Yeah, I think it's it's like with anything, you have to keep the balance of these things. But you know, of course, um, there's always times when. Uh, a project comes in or you kind of need the money or, um, you know, sometimes these, these things are airtight. Uh, you have to adapt and sometimes I'll just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that, that's, that's also work, um, very well to sometimes just say, fuck it. I'll just see what happens with this one. Um, it's been, there's been times where things have come out of that. Um, so you kind of have to keep yourself on your toes. You have to be aware of opportunities and don't take your, <laughs> this is a big one also, don't take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. All these ideas and constructs and visions of where you want to be and the control that, the control that you have with your time and your, your work and this legacy, dude, you got to lighten up <laughs> and sometimes just let shit hit the fan, hit the wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's fine. Um, then a lot of times things have come out of that, which is also a fun way of doing it. I, I'm kind of a control freak. I think, uh, to a certain extent, I think most designers are, yeah. uh, and certainly director and directors are for sure control freaks. They have to be not all, but yeah, most, yeah. but most, but the good ones mostly are, I think, <laughs> um, and I was just uh, last night I was watching the uh, behind the scenes of Real Scott on Prometheus mm-hmm. dude does that guy he's a control freak he goes to the minute detail I'm sure you've seen all these videos yourself Ash but he goes to impressive detail to the slightest smallest thing um then you kind of have to when you're in the the middle of something, but sometimes you also have to pull out and say, well, uh, let's just go with the flow and see what happens here. And that also works. Yeah. Uh, it's something I learned and I'm still learning, but it's one of the things I learned along the way of, of making this uh, star Wars film is that is oftentimes the best thing with directing is just guiding and then letting the art grow without trying to control it. So, it's yeah. interesting. You have to kind of, but you have to be in this really small and comfortable place called trust. And that pocket of trust has to be really pure. And um, communication is key there, you know. So it's it's, t- it's difficult to to really balance that out. But there is a place. There is a place that does exist. It's very hard, isn't it? It's very it's very, very hard. hard. Well, very everything hard. has to align. You have to have respect. You have to have um, talent. You have to have. You have to be on the same level. There has to be the same level of commitment. Like all of these really complicated human switches have to be all turned on at the same time. And then ones that you're out of the, out of your power have to be turned on too for it to like really engage yeah. properly. And it's, it, it doesn't always happen. It's, it's, it's kind of a rare thing. Um, but it, it it's, it's, um, uh, it's just a part of the journey really. So, which is, which is, no, makes it special, I, you know, like I, learning I, about yourself and how to work with others, you know? So, I think you you end up learning about yourself a lot when you you kind of uh, expose yourself to these things to these new situations. I've certainly learned learned a lot by um, 
a couple of years ago when I started to really try and follow this idea of being um, a director. And I, I came up with this idea for for either a TV show or a film or whatever it would be about uh, war photographers. And I pitched it to the, the company and um, they loved it. And we've been working on that for the last um, three five years, years. Forty-five. It feels like fucking forty-five years. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, let's just say I used to have more hair when I started. And you didn't have that. much at then, so you're you're, it, you're done. Yes. You don't have to true. shave anymore. You're done. <laughs> you look like Captain Nair, Captain Nair, like me, like uh, Mister Clean. Yeah. Well, we're we're both getting bolder by the day. I guess. Oh, dude, the worst. Bald, 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 bald. Yeah. But I had to, um, uh, when I started to get really get into that, I had, I, uh, I had to assemble a team around me of, for pre, 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 pre-production of producers and people who are looking for financing, um, and some artists and some accounts, accounting people. Mm-hmm. So that was, there was a learning curve there for sure. Um, but, uh, one of the, the people I, I, uh, one of them the, for that you have to really rely upon is your producer when you're working on a film or a show or whatever. Um, so I did, this is, this was somebody, um, that I didn't really know, but I have to kind of deliver myself and my baby to her and she, she was very strict, she, she still is, very strict about certain things and really pushed me where I wasn't comfortable, mm. like, you know, script development or going to meetings for financing or, you know, just talking to people, which I, wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. <laughs> I, I still don't really, but, you know, you, you kind of learn the, the, the way of, a good way of, um, talking to people and as a director you really need to as you were saying you need to um talk to your team and communicate your ideas and your vision for sure but also with in the early days of a project you have to keep that adrenaline the first time that you tell somebody about your project is the original version of your um of how excited you are yeah. about the project right yeah and then you have to keep that excitement for three years <laughs> at the same level of adrenaline when talking about uh, in that project um and then obviously there are times where the energy just isn't there and yeah. she really slapped me around a few <laughs> times to do you gotta bring your a-game <laughs> they have to trust you when you're they have to believe in you when yeah. you're talking about the project uh, so that's uh, that's a very nice learning that i had just that small bit that was very cool <laughs> yeah that's awesome i mean because it's like you need to have that person that is f- f- facilitating you to be pushed you know like because yeah. you, you can try to do this alone but that's really why that's what when, that's when teamwork really works is when you you have complementary strengths and weaknesses you know like they're con- like they're your teammates' strengths are what your weaknesses are, but then 
if they can help you grow and encourage you, then like that can only make you better too, which is awesome. So it's like all of those things combined, it makes the project better and, or it makes it worse, makes it worse too. So there's that too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's definitely sometimes that. And I, I, I've also had the, uh, some people come in that weren't the right fit and that, uh, drains the energy and it's a waste of time for everybody and you have to address that really fast yeah and change things around um and those things are just part of it you know you have to you really have to learn to uh you have to learn to um to adapt to those situations but the the thing that i'm uh, i'll always keep to to myself Moving forward is this idea of trust your gut. Always trust your gut. Mm. Um, what does that mean specifically? Because I, I know what you mean, but like to those that this might sound kind of nebulous. Well, um, there are times, and not just on this production for the film. It's a, it's on everything that you that you work on. There are times that people will tell you that this is not a good idea, or this is too much money, or this is going to take too much time, or this is just plain stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you, and you should take a beat to, uh, to internalize that, but you really have to trust your gut and your gut will always tell you if something is right or it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've learned, I've, I've given up on a few things here and there because people will tell me that it was the best option and I've always regret, regretted and I've always come around to the idea that uh, I shouldn't have let that go and I had to address it later. So people will tell you that um, you shouldn't do something, but if you feel it in your bones that no, 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 this is, this is the right way to do this. It it might be as as simple as this shot needs to be here Mm -hmm. or we need this, this lighting and we have to go, out and buy this and spend the money on this thing mm-hmm. or it can be just look we need more financing because i won't be able to do this in a year with a team of 20 people yeah i need e- either more people or more time so uh, and people will try to tell oh no maybe we can just change this here and adapt this here and it'll fit into this this thing that we have now to sign upon and make this thing start and start the production but if you feel when you feel it in your bones that this isn't going to work, you might as well just say no. Let's pause on that and let's chase another option for this because this isn't going to work. Yeah, and this is something that uh, it just you know there's no there's no clear cut way of knowing that beforehand. You just gotta feel it in the moment. Um, and my producer has always been there to back me up and make me see these things also and. Um, maybe it's a little foggy at times to figure out, but you know, you gotta, you gotta be surrounded by the right people. Yeah. It's so tough. It's, it's like a, a tribal lions too. You want to be around surrounded by like killers, you know, people that are really on their game and people that are helping you be better and, 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 and helping you support your gut too. And also question it. Um, because your, yeah. your ecosystem, I think is what you're talking about. Like your ecosystem when you work and you're creative is like, you need to be, so cautious of not letting that get interfered or like 
toyed with too much because it could lead to you not finishing the project or having problems down the road and stuff. So you have to have your intention and your gut yeah. there. So and when you when you have a gut reaction to something, it's like it's so important. Anytime, so the, this is the way that I kind of uh, option operate with this is that anytime that it, my my intuition is challenged. I offer without shutting it down because this isn't a dictatorship. Sometimes I get really upset because I'm like, it takes me so much energy just to get to that point mentally mm -hmm. that if, yeah. if every step of my way is, is questioned just for the sake of it. And then I get pissed because I'm like, dude, what am I doing here? <laughs> so I do have moments where I'm like, you got to just trust me here. You know, I think I know what I'm doing because I got us this far, you know, but but that's also yeah. that's also really just that's um that's the ego talking so it's really that could destroy a project if you're not too careful you know so um but when people yeah, but come I to you with the with the with the opposing view i always say like give me give me your logical react like why you're logically um, reacting yeah. to it and then also if you can offer me a solution give me a solution in there there's got to be a solution in there if you th if you're throwing a problem offer me a solution and then yeah. if the solution's better than mine then i'm you know, let's take that, let's take that route, you know? So, which is really difficult, obviously. Um, but it, it gets, it, it, it gets, it gets better. I think as you can tell, and as you saw, like it gets better with time, you know? So which is yeah. 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 And I, and, and I think that you kind of learn that sometimes you have, you, you surely need to communicate your ideas and your decisions very, very well to everybody mm -hmm. on your team, the people that surround you. But again, sometimes uh, if if that doesn't uh, if that doesn't help, if you there's a point where you, you need to stop communicating and repeating yourself and just make a decision yourself. Yeah, uh, and that's you know that's a tough thing to learn because you want to be, you know, you want to be the the fun boss, right? <laughs> <laughs> all the time yeah. um, but sometimes you really have to put your foot down and say well no we're going to do this and if it, this isn't the right way it's just going to be on me because either way it's going to be on me because uh, I'm directing because I know I'm, I, it's my studio so um, I, I hear what you're saying but I don't think that's the, the right way to do it let's do it this way mm -hmm. uh, and that's and that's that's that but you you should always try and avoid that. But sometimes you really have to to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough. But at the same time, it, it comes down to like you know having the right team in, in line. You know, it's like when you watch like let's just say like a tentpole big movie, like let's say uh, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine or something like Denis Villeneuve, or he doesn't. It's not him making that movie alone. It's it's a huge group of people aligned, and they're all yeah. they're all in they're all in rank. It's the only way they're able to do these things is they're all in a rank like, oh, well, we're going to all follow this suit, you know, like and, and, and one person's got a boss that that person has a boss and they all report to the main man upstairs who reports to also his client <laughs> who is just the studio. And then the studio replies <laughs> yeah. to, to, to the uh, organic nature of the marketplace, you know, so um, it's it's a real it's it's a really interesting thing. It's, it's a real interesting way of life, too, I would say, you know, it's like. But I'm sure. But I'm sure that even Denis Villeneuve probably had producers telling telling him they couldn't do certain things, and he, he had to. Oh no, let's let's do that. Let's let's yeah. figure that out. Yeah, I think um, so. I think so. Yeah, I think. But but yes, I, I I I hear what you're saying. If you're surrounded by the best of the best, by real pros, you know, it's very very much easier to 
have a good flow of things. Yeah. But, you know, um, and I'm, I've, I've seen all the stuff that you've been doing over the years, and you're certainly most of the times, if not all the times, you're surrounded by uh, the best in the business. Yes, um, absolutely. And that's... And that's really that's really great. I I, um, I on my end here in Portugal and with the resources that I can get, um, I've I've been lucky to have the people that I, I'm working with. Mm. Um, but obviously, I don't have the resources that you know I can just um, have the all the people that I wanted to have on my team. I have to kind of pick and choose here and there. I would so be. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge that and say like I might as well be in. Portugal as well or anywhere really because I only work from home you know so and right. all of the projects I've ever worked on primarily have just been from me working from home so right, I, think, but, I think the internet you know it's like you have the access to the internet the internet has like so many things for you to use you know and but the budgets that I'm working with <laughs> I can't really I can't really uh rely on people that I, I love to have on my team because you know i have to uh, and that's part of part of the um the partnership that i have with the production house i have to kind of use local teams as well so it's a it's kind of a, a different maybe a different situation yeah but, it's definitely different in that, re- but that's, in that regard yeah yeah but that's I'm, I'm mostly talking about the um the uh, the film stuff and the uh, and the series because for foreign affairs for the, for my studio uh, that's totally different. I, I work with a lot of freelancers from all over the world. I don't have any limitations on that, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. But I guess if you need a local talent, then yeah, I think it's it's uh, different. But at the same time, um, there the talent is everybody is so spread out. But I I really think, like I said, I think this is a paradigm shift because of the pandemic that the people are going to be able to work more comfortably and more familiar with working from afar and also like collaborating and, and utilizing these things that uh, I've been using. And I know a lot of other people have been using for quite some time, like team management on like Dropbox or like sharing files like that and working smart like that and team management from afar and um, yeah. just in trust and working with the right people and aligning properly and all these kind of fun stuff, you know? So it's really, uh, it's, it's a really great time. I think, um, I mean, not, it's not great obviously, but it's a good time to, to really change things up really. So yeah, I don't mean it's great. So (laughs) let's make that clear. Let's make that clear. I don't mean it's great. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I think people get it that we're talking about our way of working and we're not talking about the general situation for sure. But, um, (laughs) For, for, for how long have you been? How long have you been working as you work now? For uh, what more than t- ten years, right? Or is it? Yeah, about oh. yeah, coming up on ten years, I think. Because yeah. my wife and I celebrated our ten-year anniversary last week, and I think I've been freelancing just right around that time. Either nine, maybe it's nine years. Yeah, long time. Right. Yeah, long time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it comes to the territory. But I would also say, like I said, I think the challenge is still there is to say like, uh, especially now that you have a company now too, it's like you can, yeah, maybe the budgets aren't as, as strong, but I think honestly the budgets are never very strong. <laughs> you know, it's a matter of what you do with what you have, you know. Uh, I, yeah. just had a, I just had a call with the client today and they were like, they had like these, 
you know, normal needs and wants are like, we need to infuse some energy and a new direction into our project. And we want to have you help us with that. And I said, well, I can do, I said, uh, the way I like to work is I can be a, basically a chameleon so I can expand and contract based on what you need. So it's all a matter of like what's needed basically. So yeah, I, I can, if you want this and you need it fast, then I have to bring on people and that's, what's going to cost that part, you know, but it's like exactly constantly yeah. shifting and changing, you know, so it can be as small and as simple as you can hire me as the company and then boom, or you can hire me and you need all this stuff and you have a budget for it. Then we're going to have to open up the gates to all these other things too, you know? So I do the same thing. Yeah. I do the same thing with foreign affairs. Some people come to foreign affairs just for me. You know, they don't really, they don't really care about anything else. Um, but other clients come to foreign affairs for the, the full package. And it's just, it's either just me doing design and I'll pass it off to somebody else to, to execute or, um, I, we can do the whole thing as well. So yeah. We kind of work the same way. Yeah. And it's also just nice to have that scalability too. Um, again, I think that's another part of the future too, is like sharing. But it's, the one thing I will say that's like kind of a bummer about this is like there, it's not stable. So it's like on the flux of what's happening yeah. basically. So it's like, but at the same time, this is a lesson I learned from Beeple is like he kept his cost really, really low in his life. So he, he, he diminished like the, the potential to, like kind of falling on yourself, you know, because like you have your cost of living is too high. So he's kind of reduced that so that he has the ability to say no and can do his own thing when he wants to. So it's like, he has good self-discipline, right. you know? So that's, that's great. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a smart move, I think. Just yeah. It's more is. efficient. Yeah. So, so like you're not stuck to like, Oh, I have to work. Like, you know, what you really want to do is like, I have to work at least 10 days out of this 31 days of, of my, my month. The rest of it is yeah. mine to do whatever I want. That's really the goal. Or like if you're really efficient, you can break it down to like, I'm going to work like solid three to four days out of the month. And then the rest of it's mine to have to do whatever I want. Go on hikes, go photography, go, you know, play video games, whatever. Um, yeah. The more time you have with the things that you love, the better your life is going to be, you know, so. Oh, I also, that, that's a good point because I, um, the fact that you can, say no to a couple of things. Um, I still work as a freelancer. I'm actually doing something right now for a studio as a freelancer like I used to because I, uh, I keep that going because one, I, I still like doing that. I still like to get involved with projects that, you know, really resonate with me. And I, I still, I, I love a lot of the people who are heads of studios now in, in Los Angeles. Um, and also because they, they pay well. And so in foreign affairs, we, because I have that going on, uh, and I don't have, um, huge overhead. I don't have to pay people. I, I work with freelancers a lot of the time. So I get to say no to projects through foreign affairs as well, which is something most studios can't afford to do because they have to, you know, pay the bills. Um, but because of the setup that I have still working as a freelancer and keeping the studio very, very minimal, I, um, like I can say no to things that I don't see foreign affairs being uh, a great fit, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And it also keeps your brand really strong too. You know, it's like, yeah. whenever I would look at, like, if you really break down the past of the, when you see studios or, or, or our tours or these amazing artists that we were obviously inspired by and still inspired by their studios, when they, especially when they first started, they would start out with a launch pad project. 
so let's say like let's take uh, Kyle Cooper and Seven for example, mm-hmm. and like yeah. I think that was the spawn of Imaginary Forces, and then went off to spawn um, Prologue. Prologue. I believe yeah. so. I, I could be wrong. Um, I I should get I should see if Kyle wants to come on here. I don't know if he does this kind of stuff. That'd be kind of fun though. Um, it would be cool, fun. Yeah, my my old mentor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's such a wild dude. Um, I should get him on here, but it, it would if he wants to. But it, the thing about um, like you see their launch pad, but then the brands kept really strong. So um the things that were released and shown to the world were the ones that were like to keep the brand strong you know and um and when you're the cool kid everybody wants that but then it's like a really dangerous act uh, um balancing act you know it's like mm-hmm. uh what's happening when you're the coolest the most important or special like everybody starts to either ape your style copy it or they um want to hire you but they don't want your style it's like a really weird uh, uh balance you know <laughs> like to trying yeah. to to try and to balance that thing but um and yeah, we've had we've had your, that your brand strong is really difficult i think yeah and uh I, I think that's that's paramount i think you really have to try and do that um if you can because uh foreign affairs have, has had contacts from clients wanting us to do explainer videos for i don't know uh, a, a bottle of soda or something like that mm-hmm. and that's really not what we do that is really not what foreign affairs wants to do. So we're in a position to say no to the, to these things, um, which we would otherwise wouldn't be able to because some of these studios and most studios start off this way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as they expand to take on bigger projects, they kind of have to pay the bill. So they'll, they start taking on projects that they wouldn't otherwise in normal circumstances take on. And that starts to dilute the uh, the company culture, and uh, over a few the next few years, you find yourself staring at a wall, thinking, "Why are we doing these projects?" <laughs> yes, it's like a, it's infectious, you know. It's a cancerous yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's true because every decision that you make now doesn't it, it affect the one in five years from now if you're not careful, you know. Yeah. always what I ask myself when I pick take on something and I just, I, and I'm very honest with my clients too, which feels good. And I feel like they really enjoy the honesty too, especially when I have these calls with them. I say, look, look guys, I, I don't, I never got into this to be rich. This never, if I wanted to be rich, I wouldn't be an artist. I'd do something else. I do this, <laughs> I do this not for the money, but I do it because I must, because I love it. And I only take on projects that a has good people that I can connect with or B has something that like an interesting project that's an enigma that I want to solve, you know? Yeah. And, and those are the two reasons because I know either one of those reasons will benefit at the end. It'll be something like cool. Like this, this aligns with who I am and what I do. And it, it, this doesn't have to be like some tent pole kind of big film thing or whatever. It, it could be anything as simple as, uh, it could be an explainer video. Like it could be like the most legit, awesome art and explainer video, as long as you own it and take care of it and manage it. Like, and, and just yeah. make it really special. I think it's definitely, it's definitely possible. You know, it's just a matter of how much love you can give into it because everything takes time. It's just a matter of like what you want to give, like what, how much time do you want to give it? You know, that's really the, the trick, you know? So yeah, yeah. for sure. There's, yeah. there's quite a few outliers that like prove to us time and again that like, what we thought was once kind of forgotten or lame or not cool. Like they've gone off and been like, no, this is actually really cool. You just have to have a vision for it, you know, like, and see, yeah. you know, and, and that's what makes them so special, I think. But yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. We've, I've, uh, I've had a few opportunities where uh, projects uh, started looking like there are going to be these turds, mm-hmm. and that's and and our, uh, your first instinct is to oh the, this client sucks or this project is not good, <laughs> but I, I force myself to well maybe it's me, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not I'm not really giving myself to this and focusing enough. And, and and then you find the things that resonate with you. Then that's always how I try and approach projects, whatever the project is. Mm-hmm. And you you know in, in the in this business, there there are a few turds that come your way, yeah. and um, some really you know there's no there's no other way to go about it. Some of these things are crap, and you know it. Yeah. Uh, but you still have to work on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you find the, the gold. You kind of try and find what it is that uh, maybe this would be cool. Maybe this is a different way of looking at something like this. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an, an example. I've had, like I said, I've, I've been given uh, chances to work on sports packages for American sports for 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 years, and um, I started to kind of say no because I didn't want to have that on my portfolio, and I still don't. But when I said yes. Um, I always felt bad because I'm saying yes for the money. Mm. But then when the project starts, I look at it and I say, well, what if I do something really different? Mm-hmm. And that gets me excited. Well, and that's that why they hire I, you. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And, and, and they tell me that, but I, I, I pretend to not listen. And, and when <laughs> I do listen, I think, well, what if I do something really different with this? Maybe it's a wild card. Maybe it's a goofy idea, but it's really fun for me to try and the, the client gets excited gets you, you get excited you get up in the morning off the off bed and you you're already thinking about the project and that's always a great sign yes um so that when, once you get that feeling going you know you're going to do something good mm-hmm. you just got to force yourself sometimes hey, it's okay yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, I think it's, uh, I think you're right. And, and it's, it's, it's so hard for us to give these blanket kind of, <laughs> uh, examples because it's, yeah. it, it's, it is, it's ever changing based on who you are, what your values are and what the project is and what it asks of you and how long you have and all these different infinite amount of variables. But there is definitely like a system to it. I think that uh, at least I've discovered. And most of the time, like you said, like that's a tell telltale sign that like, this is a good fit is like when time stops or like you can't get it out of your mind or you're constantly thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. Like all of those things. I think those, those really add a, a ton of, 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 um, uh, value to, to really recognize those things and acknowledge those things. And that's really a, when it comes down to it, it's like having, um, a good grasp on personal, like love and personal care. Like when you love yourself and you have personal care for yourself, like those things, like they're go, they go hand in hand, you know? So, which is, um, often really, really, um, really amazing because it really helps, it helps you kind of, uh, focus on what matters most, which is really your own personal happiness. Because if you're not happy, the whole world suffers, your existence suffers basically. I think, I think we're always looking for that high of that trigger of, dude, this is going to look so cool. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and maybe nobody else thought of it this way. And that's, that, those are the things that, that really make me, uh, have fun with these with these things. Yeah. And, um, I, do you still I, do uh, that? Do you still have that? Because I feel like that kind of fades with time too. This the the idea that this is so cool. Yeah. You know? 
I, I, to be honest, I still do. I still, I still do. Um, but again, to be honest, sometimes I have these really great ideas for projects mm. that I'm, I'm 100% sure will, will never make the see the light of day because mm. nobody's going to go for this. Mm-hmm. But I'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, and and um, quite a few times I'll do what the client wants. And then I'll show them what I think. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that, that's the big that's, switch. That's what I call that one. Yeah, and that's on <laughs> me because the, the client's only paying for one. And I'm giving him two, maybe three, four different things because I just, I just can't help myself. I have to, I have to show them what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but that's what keeps me going, you know. Yeah. That's what keeps the flame alive. And that feeling of, oh, shit, what if I, because I, I remember the last time I was well, working on a project <clears throat> and I was doing the, um, it was a main title. I, I won't say for, for what it was, but I was working on a main title and it, it was very much the, um, you know, these titles that it, it's always done in octane, 3D models, slow camera pans, small <laughs> type, and everything looks the same. <laughs> and I was... I was doing the same thing. I was doing that shit because yeah. it works and it looks good and yeah. it's okay. But then I thought, oh fuck this! I'm gonna, I'm gonna show them something that's live action and it's really different and it's based on, uh, I don't know what it was at the time. I think I was looking at fashion magazines or whatever it was, or architecture or some some sculpture at a design at, at a museum, and the and it just popped into my head this different idea of do, a different way of doing this, and I just had to do it. And I fell in love with it, um, and that's what keeps me keeps me going. That's awesome. I think it's really key to keep that. And I, again, I think it comes down to again like self love and like fulfilling that. And and I think you got to always like, when you're getting paid by somebody, you have to respect them and their time, and their money by giving them what they're asking for. But yeah, I always yeah I try to do that as well. And I also try to make it super clear too. It's like uh, I'll do this and this is fine, but I'm also gonna I would like to explore this if that's okay. And they'll often go like, yeah, that's fine as long as you like nail these things. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's totally fine. <laughs> oh, sure. So, yeah, which is good. But it also just comes down to like, this is such a, a selfish thing that we do. It's such an insular thing um, because we're basically inside of our own minds and stuff. And oftentimes we're just trying to share with what, what we love with everybody. And this is like a, the perspective that we see on things, you know? So it's like. I remember there was like a couple months where I had those boards that you had done for Waco. I had a, I have a, my desktop yeah. is often very, very clean. Um, I have I like basically everything goes onto my desktop on my Mac and then I just um, clean it off at the end of the day. And I only keep a couple of the key things there as like reminders. Right. And that stayed there for like a couple of months, which is really quite rare. I think I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm developing a, a, another project with my buddy Ozon called Law Dispute. And it was like this footage that he had shot and right. then this footage that I had shot it was like a way for me to flex my cinematography skills. And also like, I love like Ozan's like, he's just great. And I love working with him. So it was just like a, another passion project. One of the many. Right. Yeah. And right. that was like, when I saw the, when I saw your frames, it was like, a. it's like, we're not doing anything even close to that, but it was like the feeling that you had evoked in there. I was like, Oh, this is like, this is such a, like a nugget. I could feel yourself in that. It was cool. I don't know. And I missed it because I don't know, like, I hate your new website because I can't see anything. So I'm like, why? <laughs> fix, that. <laughs> fix it now, damn you. What's wrong I'm, with your website? I'm, dude, I'm doing, I'm doing a new one. So, yes, I'll, I'll fix that for Better sure. Better be done soon, man. I, like, because uh, there's, a, there's a few friends that I frequent their work, um, very small. And uh, 
the more I do this stuff, the less I like look basically. I know, right? Yeah. I, I, and I think it's unhealthy, but at the same time, I do think it's actually kind of healthy because I'm not seeking it necessarily, but I, I have to be reminded that like I get great muse and energy from looking at the work of others, but I have to be careful of not looking too closely, you know? So, yeah, um, I know. Yeah. But, but the, the thing about your work in, that I get at least is that I can really tell that you have influences, that's obvious, but at the same time, like you're taking those influences and changing them and making them their own. And there's a feel like when I can tell you're really jamming, like when you're really doing what you want to do, like you're the only one that I know it does it like that, which is really cool. Like, because I could tell you're really in your own element and <laughs> it's a rare thing. It's a rare thing. At least I, I that's my, that's how I perceive it. I could be wrong, but that's how I see it. But, but is that, is that something uh, I'm curious about that. Is that something that you just, is it, is it just a feeling or is it just, or is it something that you can pinpoint what it is? Um, there's a, there's a couple of things. Well, then we can talk a bit about like how you said you hate repeating yourself, but there is like with your work and same with all directors and all direct designers, there is a repetition, right? It's an echo basically. It's like yeah. one thing you do here repeats to there and repeats to there and so on and so forth. Um, the, I think it's the way that you deal with the placement of typography and the juxtaposition of things and kind of how you, because I know kind of the, the way that you work a little bit, like the skill set that you have and the way you kind of maneuver things, it's like you find a way to exercise the thing, like you, you see dimensionally without having the 3D part. You know, if that does right. that make sense? Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. And, and you use design to get you there, which to me is like a great breath of fresh air, especially when like there's this whole, um, which is fine. It's a trend we both acknowledge, but it's a trend of, of, um, you know, the octane trend and, and it's, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it's the current no, phase not, that we're yeah. in. It's actually, I feel like it's the phase is shifting, but I don't know. I could be wrong, but, um, but yeah, like there's a, there's a, there's an aspect to it that like, I can just tell it's your work. I can tell like when I see another studio that has work that I know you worked on, I could just tell, you know, <laughs> even emailed you recently. Cause I was like, Hey, oh, well, yeah. and, and we, had, we had some good laughs because we won't bring that up, but yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah I can tell no, it's, it. It, it's, uh, it's, it's cool that you noticed that cause, um, that's, that's exactly right. I think that, mm, I know it's, it's, um, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more on the good thing. The fact that I, uh, I tried to get out of, get out of jams or find solutions through, a design perspective, um, and not so much a technical perspective. So when I, uh, when I'm working on projects, I'm concerned of, and so my, my process actually of working is I do a lot of iteration. I do a lot of different versions of versions of versions of versions. Cause, um, cause I have a fast way of, of working. I, I get to see the frames in my head and then I get to see them on Photoshop really fast and I see what works and what doesn't. And I, I'm always working with juxtaposition of images just to see how they play off each other. Um, and that's just the way that I like working. And then yes, and that's, uh, that's probably what you notice there yeah. is, is that process. Yeah. A lot of iterations. Yeah. I think you exercise your iterations out. Like you just kind of boom, you keep going, you keep finding, finding the, 
I think it's like you're, it's almost like you're sketching, but like, this is like a common phase that I think is interesting now is like, oftentimes we used to look at like, um, the common general public would look at like artists as drawing like Da Vinci kind of drawings, you know, or portraits, but the sketching of today is actually done through design iterations, Photoshop, utilizing these like 3d technologies. Like, um, yeah. so like, um, there, there were, the, the the way of that we create is the same as what the masters did, but we're just using different tools and expressing ourselves in different ways. But it's like you're exercising yourself out, basically like getting your repetitions and your patterns out. Cause I, I can imagine, and I could be wrong, but I can imagine the way that you're working is that you put on music, you put your headphones on <laughs> yep, and you have your brief and your ideas. You have your reference. you kind of sit there you kind of distill and then you pull your references and then for the next hours, you're basically, you have one thing and you're just cutting, 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 moving. And then you're like, oh, that's interesting. Then you save an iteration or you move to the next one and you kind of do, do, do. And then and you start to see it all together and you cluster and then you start to move through between those things. And then dude, you it's like you're it. inside my head. <laughs> is yeah. that how it works? That is spot on. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Of course, we're similar, I think, in that way, because especially when it comes to design, I actually do exactly that process, too. Yeah, no, it's that's exactly right. That, that is what I do. Yeah, exactly right. And then it's yeah. like it's a whole different phase when it goes to animation, right? It's like, but you at least you have your keystones, basically your your style frames. Like yeah, 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 for sure. The rest of the process is very different, but um, and this is something that I've I've, I've wanted to ask you actually is because um, to me it, it the 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 phase in the process that I still love the most is. Uh, the ideas, the ideation part, where you're coming up with different concepts. Um, and that's still the part that uh, gives me the most joy. Uh, what about you? Because I know you've been doing a lot of different, you do, you do live action, you do 3D, you, do, you, do the, you run the gamut. But is there a moment in the process that is still to you the, the one that gives you the most the most joy? Um, when it's done, <laughs> to be honest, it's like, I really loathe and hate the, 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 the grind, which I need to embrace more. But I mean, I love all, I celebrate all the mini victories too. Um, no, for, for sure. Yeah. But yeah is but, there one that, that resonates the most? Uh, I think, um, I guess a part of, is it, you want me to be specific? Like, Oh, I like that part of the process. Like I like doing this part of it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It yeah. Can be that. Yeah. I think I, I, I function high, highest level. Like when I'm able to kind of like, here's a perfect example of a situation that happened recently. It's like my friend did these amazing renders of this car and he put in this amazing scene that he had built and then he had given me these raw renders and then I was able to take them and like grade them. And I use all like my, my knowledge of like anamorphic lenses and just grading in general and like my love of just film. And I took his renders and I tried to take them to this other place basically. And that, that exchange, yeah. I started working on them at like two in the morning or something. I didn't stop until seven. I'd finished them all, but I was <laughs> just is, like that so, is so obsessed. That is the most Ashtar thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, it's just, uh, it, ca it captured me, you know, and he was really excited and it was like a great energy. And so there was a lot of like love there. So I'd say like uh, part of the process is I love 
taking something that was once not considered or was thought to be done and like and mm-hmm. and, and going like oh it was once silver and now it's gold you know it's like let's keep shining this and see what metal reveals itself you know that that discovery right uh, is, is is finding the purpose and the pursuit of that um underneath it underneath it but i also love the beginning creative side so it's i think it's re- it's it's really um i think it's like as long as i don't have to like get too much into the minutiae of things like right um like oh i got a uv and <laughs> yeah. subdivide poly modeling and stuff like that stuff really kind of drains me but it's a different part of the aspect you know and you have to look at the 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 end goal and like um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but yeah no. you're one of those rare dudes that that um like uh, a lot of different things uh, throughout the process most people usually connect to one part of it um but yeah, but I I, I hear you. you. You enjoy most of it, yeah. Well, I'd say I, I I only like a couple of them, but I know that the the end result is a is going to be a culmination of like the love of it all, basically. Because there's no way right. you can actually do it, especially. And I'm mainly just talking about these passion projects. Those are the those are the ones that like resonate the most, right? It's like the ones. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. yeah, but that has to all come down to like you have to appreciate and love all of it. With the Star Wars thing, we're Olaf and I wrote the story. He wrote the script, but we built the story in the world together. That was really hard to do. It was really difficult. Um, I imagine. Yeah. Cause you have to live in this weird box that exists in star Wars. You can't go too far out, but you have to keep in it, which is also really rewarding. But then there's filming and shooting and the production and being director and you know, all that stuff. That's a lot of fun. And then I can, I can see you guys so. are having a lot of fun with that. So much fun. Yeah. We, we like the shoot was a, it was a, it was a life changer. Um, yeah, yeah I'm sure it's, it's a highlight <laughs> of my life. So, but yeah, I know, I know you love shooting too. Like I know you love being on set okay. and kind of being a part of that. What's, what's something about that, that really invigorates you? Uh, dude, it's, it's, um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that I grew up watching these films, these, uh, cause I, I grew up watching these seventies films, uh, where everything was shot with these huge cameras and actors and set locations and props and it's just so ingrained into my my memory um, that I just love being on set and I um and and, and that's actually uh, a place where I don't mind doing everything I don't mind carrying the cameras I don't like I don't mind I like shooting I like going for a scout, visiting, doing a um, scout location, visiting. Yeah. I I, uh, I love the whole thing. I love doing, choosing, going to the casting sessions. Um, and I've, I haven't done much, but I've done a little bit. I mean, it's enough to get me get me hooked. Every every chance that I get, I try and shoot stuff. And I just love, and also love the fact that um, it's a li- living, breathing thing. Mm. You know, it's right in front of you, and it's gonna happen. And you, have, you better capture it. <laughs> and yeah, you, it's fleeting. Can, yeah, and that's and and I guess I'm all about the energy of things. Mm-hmm. And when you're uh, on a location, and I I did this shoot for semi-permanent years ago for the titles we we, we uh, traveled all over the place and uh, we went to this i have this i have many memories from that but i uh, i have a specific one from this beach that we went to to do a shoot at night with with uh, just a couple of people 
Um, it was 4 a.m. It was freezing cold. And this, um, the, um, the actress had to get out there in the bikini and run to the water. Um, and we shot that. I think we did like maybe 20 takes or so. <laughs> and uh, it was freezing cold. And, um, and, uh, and I was like, I think we have it. And everybody was like, I don't know, let's, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's, let's, let's run from there to there. Let's, let's change the lens here. Let's, <laughs> it was, it was so much fun. It yeah. was, you know, it was, um, those are the moments that I, uh, I, I, I live for. And, yeah. and that's, you know, I, um, some of these projects that I have going on uh, involve live action shoots and, but most of them are, do not because, um, the, uh, the one that I keep, talking about the um the tv series slash feature film that we're developing we had this contact with hbo europe we had a meeting there in prague we have some other people um interested uh but this is a um, it's a show about war photographers many different stories that they have to tell what's the uh, the um, it goes like uh if you could could sit across uh, on a table sitting across a war photographer and if you could ask him uh, what's the most intense experience of your career? And they would tell that story from the beginning to the end, and then we would show it through animation. We would represent that in animation using his voiceover, talking mm -hmm. to the camera. We would do that through animation. So that's the project that we've been um, trying to put together for the last three years. Um, but what, what I wanted to to talk about is the fact that I um I figured out a way of of doing um, a shoot. I I wanted to shoot action with a camera, so I figured out a place with a volume, with trackers, and actually have a camera on my shoulder. And then later on in the process, actually having a good friend of mine who is a really wonderful camera operator, to to um, shoot actual uh, talent doing performing the things that this war photographer was talking about. And we would capture not the action of the, of the talent itself, but the movement of the camera. I wanted the camera to be very realistic. Um, and so we, we did a bunch of tests with that. It was a lot of fun. It, it was really working out because a lot uh, there, there were two reasons for that. Because uh, this is about war photographers, so war photographers. So the camera movement and the camera itself is very, very important. It's also a character in the um, in the show. So that's why we wanted to actually shoot with a real camera. But the second reason is the fact that I feel most comfortable on a set with with a camera. That's where I get my my ideas going. And if I can get out of the computer when, and having to translate what I have in my head to somebody who's doing that on, on Cinema 4D or Max or Maya or whatever it is, and if I can just shoot that and get the camera into the program and then just tell them what's going to happen. You know, so it's easier for everybody. It's certainly easier for me to get my ideas across. And it's a lot more fun to shoot stuff and then just sit there and draw stuff on the paper and try and expl explain your idea. Yeah. Not, not all projects, obviously you can, you can do that, but for this one, we figured out a way to do it. And it was That's just cool. getting on, on a set with, on a volume with trackers and, 
and the camera on your shoulder. And then I did something that I learned. And, and again, <laughs> this, this goes back to the fact we're, we're all film nerds, at least you, you and me. Yeah. And we've, we've watched a, a bunch of, of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. And I remember um, Steven Spielberg uh, saying that for Saving Private Ryan, when they were shooting the beach landing, he didn't tell the camera operators what was going was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So they they were really scared and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So that gives it a real a kinetic feeling and the energy of it you really can't fake that stuff. Yeah. So I did the same thing with my camera op. We, we I set up a scene with with the with my with the um, the the actors performing these movements around the car in the middle of the desert of Iraq where they were ambushed and um and they uh, they were going to be ambushed at this precise second and the car was going to grind to a halt and the camera operator was on uh, on the back of this dude inside the car and when the, sh the shooting starts he didn't know what was going to happen if the car was going to stop was it going to turn right was it going to turn left where, where are they shooting from he didn't know shit he was there with a camera, and the trackers were following him around, and uh, it was so so much fun just to see him react. Mm -hmm. And so that was it's like that was very... more natural and native, because what you're trying to probably capture is that kinetic energy of that raw, spontaneous moment of why are these people doing what they're doing and capturing that. Because right. I think those things always translate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a human thing. I think the nuance. Yeah, it's all about yeah. those subtle nuances. That's cool. I always find with projects, if there's a will, there's a way. And if you have a vision for it, and if you really want to will it in, like it'll, it'll, it'll exist, you know, it'll just, you have to, there's always going to be like a million reasons why, you know, it's like when you wake yeah. up, you're like, Oh, I have a headache or I, my foot hurts. You know, it's like, that's <laughs> one of the many that starts the day. And then it's like, then on top of that, you have all these things, but the one reason to do it is because you're possessed to do it, you know, and the reason and the, and the solution for it, as you said, it's like, it comes in that journey of discovery is really what's key. I think directors that we both really love and acknowledge all of them really, uh, is that they, they are out there fulfilling and finding the, their own, their own right. You know, like yeah. they're, they're finding their own discovery, even if it's like, say like a Mike, Michael Bay, for example, is like a director that a lot of people I think look at is like, Oh, whatever. Um, but he's still, he's accomplished, you know, and he's, he's managed to make yeah. massive franchises like flourish and stuff. So, but he definitely has like his vision and, uh, his way of doing things too. So, which no, is that's cool. Right. Yeah, that's I, cool. I think, uh, I, I, every, every day that goes by that I'm working on these things, I get more and more respect for <laughs> the dudes, the dudes who actually get to, to release films. Because yeah. it's such a such a a process, such a, a long process of so many moving parts, yeah. and um, so, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a miracle that and and you know and I'm trying. That's um, I'm at least I'm trying, and that's what that's all I can ask for is give me an opportunity, or I'll, I'll find an opportunity. Yeah. I'll I'll figure out the space for me to try these things. Um, because you, 
what else can you do? Is you just going to talk about it? You're just going to think about it? You got to try. And if you're going to fail, just fail and try again. Yeah, that was actually, it was kind of cool because what instigated us, our episode, because we both kind of go away and we do our thing and then we talk randomly and then when we do, we're like, ah, you know, <laughs> we catch up. But, <laughs> but you had sent yeah. over like, it was, it's, it's, it's a common thing now. And this is kind of a revelation I've had after watching a lot of these videos. It's like, on YouTube, there's these YouTube film experts. Ah, you know? uh, yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, hats off to them. They're literally like they're making their money off of like the the downfall. And, and, and it's so easy to look at look at something from the future and go like, you're wrong because of these reasons. And, and the, the real big deciding factor is there is like you have the edge of knowing, <laughs> you know. And yeah. when people are making films, they might think that every part of their soul is telling them that this could be right. Or there, there could have been everything in the world that went wrong and it ruined the film experience. And that's why we have a bad product at the end. But these film, these uh, YouTube guys are like, they're the hypercritical guys, like the, um, the honest trailers and stuff. Although they're entertaining, the revelation yeah. that I had was that none of these guys, to be honest, none of these people that are doing this that I can see have the balls, the guts, the courage to go out and make their own films. Therefore, they're, yeah. f- they're failures in my eyes. Like, I'm being, I know it's probably, I get a flack from that, but I think that there's a place for everybody. But if your place is just putting more negativity out there or like making fun, it's like, well, it's so easy to make fun of blockbuster films because that's that's kind of the nature of them it is it's like (laughs) yeah even really good ones like jurassic park like you could make so much fun of that movie but it doesn't do anybody any good you know it's like (laughs) well i i take those things for what they are i i laugh yes they're they're honest they're truthful too and they actually have good critique you know so no, and and the one that I sent you, I was really laughing hard because I was imagine, imagining not the actual production of of the movie and the script and whatnot. Because I know how those things can be, but I was just imagining the um, the meetings at these the higher levels of the studios, the the uh, the studio executives, and how they make some of these decisions. Not not all of them, but we know that there's a bunch of these guys who are just looking out for the money. And, yeah. the, and the way that they were talking about that made, made me laugh. Um, but yeah, but these videos, they make me laugh and I move on. I, I move out to some some other other side or I get back to work and I, I, I don't think about them at all. But yes, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's I think it's like, because um, I remember, especially before I actually started doing this, I had a lot of uh, holier-than-thou uh, viewpoints on things. The moment you go out there and you're shitting bricks because nothing works, and, <laughs> well, then, then yeah. you start to realize you have a, a greater appreciation. It's the same thing with, like, it's the same equivalent of, like, somebody on the sidelines yelling at, like, a, a pro athlete in the NBA going, like, you suck. It's like, dude, you're not even in the same league. It's why you're in the audience, you know? What I yeah. like to do is, like, challenge yourself challenge you to see if you can go and play on that court because all you're doing if you're not and if you're hating on it all you're doing is you're just feeding it and you're feeding your own sadness you know it's like and 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 misery loves company especially when it's yourself you know so but yeah yeah. i don't even waste any energy with those people but it's it's like uh it's like we gave it our views though we gave it our views so and we (laughs) gave it our most precious commodity which is our time so well, true. Yeah, I, I guess so. But I, I, I also give my views and my time to a bunch of other stuff that's not 
properly fulfilling my time as I should be. But <laughs> but even but even just just running a studio, it's uh, now I have a different respect for people who own studios and run studios. Yes, because it's it's uh, and, and talking to clients and and getting feedback from clients and you know all these things that are the process of working on projects yeah. i have a different view on those things now as yeah well. as you should yeah so the the most important thing is when is your damn website going to be up hmm? <laughs> it should have been up already but you know i'm um i'm taking my time because okay. i can't <laughs> everybody that's listening to this uh email or send a tweet or Send an IM oh, or PM and oh, get your damn website up. <laughs> Just don't don't send me any through fucking Instagram. I do it all Twitter. through Instagram. Yeah, because I won't, I won't be checking it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll get your website up so we can all enjoy your work again. Because I was like, oh man, where did it go? Yeah, but I'll, I'll do it, Papa Bear. I'll yeah. do it. <laughs> and also, I think we haven't talked about um, your award. You won an Emmy, which is I know it's a big deal to anybody. Yeah, but especially I think it was really knowing you. I know it was a very special moment for you in particular because. I know that you have this thing. Well, just as a friend of yours, like you, you always feel like you're up against it because you're not here in the States. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so right. I know that was like uh, an affirmation for you. So like I could tell that like made you really happy, which is awesome. Is, has life changed significantly for you since that? Or like what's happened uh, post the mm, Emmy? No, it, it hasn't really changed anything, but you know, you're right. It was, it was, a. Um, a good affirmation for me to make it all the way across the the ocean to actually get an award which was pretty cool just just for that and your wife was there uh, too which is awesome my wife was there and, and it, we had a great time but i'll tell you to be quite honest i um the thing that i love going to the emmys wasn't the actual ceremony itself or the award even though those were obviously cool um it was getting to know the people because yeah. I, I got I got to finally uh, have drinks with a bunch of people. Weinstein and all those epic guys in Hollywood, right? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Brad, joking. Brad, Brad Pitt and yeah. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah. And Harvey sure. Weinstein. I mean, it's like oh. all those gems, you know? So. Dude. <laughs> not, all, not that. It's not it's that too, dude. too soon, dude. Too soon. Uh, but too like, soon. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but it's, it, it is true. No. It is a people, you know, like that's really what it comes down to. The same with the talking, speaking events. It's like, it's connecting. Exactly. It's all about connections. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that was, that was the biggest thing for me was getting to actually know these people. Being so, with them. But that's interesting because it's a psychological thing because I know that awards for me, at least like they don't mean much because it's all about what values i have so my value system isn't attuned to to awards or what people's appreciation yes. of me because i'm like i don't care you know it's like but i do know the value of that because what it does is it it, it tells you like hey i'm valid and it's a validation and it also yes. like goes like hey like uh, i've accomplished this thing and it's also a really special moment to share with like your loved ones with your, your wife which is really beautiful too and that's awesome you know because it's like Hey, like remember all those like late nights? <laughs> it's exactly. Like, here that's we exactly, are. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what happened because my wife was, she was more excited than I was mm -hmm. uh, because she uh, she felt that the uh, all the late nights mm -hmm. uh, 
who were now being celebrated. Yes. Um, so that was that was uh, obviously a very very cool feeling to have, and uh, it's but I'll tell you it's the only award that I have. I don't have any That's other a good awards one to have, for though. for sure. But you know, <laughs> I, I I'm not trying to get any awards, and this is the only one that that, that came up, and um and that's it. And I uh, I don't really, and it hasn't changed anything. Mm. It hasn't changed my life. It hasn't changed the way I work. It has it hasn't changed you at all, like giving you like some more like pep and your like kind of like, okay, cool. Like I, I can put less energy into like thinking that I'm not valid or that I'm oh, this guy out here in the middle of nowhere. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I must have done something, uh, right? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, um, I, at least I, I don't think so. I don't feel like it, but maybe if you ask somebody else, they'll tell you differently, but I don't think it has changed the, um, my approach to anything. Um, in fact, it's, um, when we, when I won the, the Emmy, some projects that came up, people were like, do you, do you want to do this? What's your, do you have a new rate? Has, have things changed for you that we now have to adapt? And I was like, no, everything is the same. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and, and, and I know that a few projects didn't come my way because people thought I was too busy mm-hmm. and I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's still the same thing, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something different. Um, to me, getting an award like this means one thing. You can get the leverage off of winning this award for projects that you want to do. Yes. So the Emmy has been helpful. Financially, for, right? Well, it has been helpful for getting my, my personal projects running. Because mm. people now go like, oh, okay, you want an Emmy. So yeah, maybe verified. we should... Yeah, so we should give him the money or whatever he wants to 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 get that project going. So that's been helpful. It's been that's helpful. True. That's true. That's a good thing. That's right. I didn't even think of that. That's actually a very smart way of approach too, because it instantly validates you like a license to kill. You know. So, but it also yeah. like just tells the person like, well, what do you do and this and that, and then you're like, well, I want Emmy, and not like you would say that like that, but it's like at least they can go like, well, I'm familiar with the Emmy, I know it's special, and I know you have to do something special to obtain it, so cool, you know. So I can see yeah. that meaning meaning a lot too, which is cool. So and the only times I I mentioned that I have an Emmy is when I I'm on meetings for uh, either the film or the or or semi permanent or something that I need to get people's attention right away. Mm-hmm. So that's when I use the fact, and you have to be, I think you have to be smart about that yeah. because sometimes it's useful for you to, to use the fact that you want something and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's interesting. It's cool to hear though. And that also makes a lot of sense too, because it kind of probably just helps you open you up to a little bit of a, like a better experience, I guess, or it like allows you to have a little bit more clout to get a little further along, which is good yeah. too. So. Yeah, yeah, but I know, I, I remember seeing, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm so stoked for you. Because I know, like, having known you for over <laughs> the years, man. like, I know. And also just seeing you and your wife, I was like, that's a really special moment. Because oftentimes, it's our significant others, our partners, who have to sacrifice just as much as we do um, to deal with this stuff. Because it is such a hard industry, it's very competitive, and it's very tight. And yeah. it requires a lot of somebody to succeed in it. And so oftentimes more than not, it's like, it's very affects, it affects the other people around you is just as much. So those awards go to the, your partner just as much as you, you know, which is great. That's right. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. for sure super cool yes dude yes yes um well man uh i'm trying to think there was a couple other things i wanted to talk to you about is there anything that you can, can, can think about that you wanted to make sure you brought up on the on the show uh well maybe we can talk a little bit if you want about semi-permanent yeah let's talk that... about that i don't even know what's going on with that so that as i know it is it's a design conference right and it's like is yeah, it, is it down in Australia? Is that where it's held? Yeah, it's a it's a design conference, much like um, the Off Festival or FITC or any of these conferences. But it's a little different because um, semi permanent. It's it is based in Australia. They've been going for almost twenty years, same as same as Off. Wow. And um, it's a little different from the uh, the other design conferences because it's um, it has a wider uh, spectrum of um, of people talking on stage of different, you know, they, they have science, they have um, cooking chefs, they have, um, you know, they have artists, they have designers, obviously, filmmakers, and they have a bunch of different things on stage. So they mix it up. So it makes it more uh, interesting in my perspective. Mm-hmm. So um, you get exposed, if you're a designer going to one of these, you get to see and hear about things that you would normally maybe be open to, mm. which I think is really cool. Because um, and not to get too nerdy about this, but if you think uh, if you think about how we live our lives now, where our Facebook feeds and Instagram feeds and Twitters and all that stuff, the the algorithm pushes stuff that you already know to you every day, the stuff that you like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if if you if you have the opportunity to go to an event where you get to hear about things that you wouldn't normally normally be exposed to, that's great. Yeah. And um and semi permanent is that. And yeah, we it's it's an Australian um, design conference, uh, uh, Australian platform as they call it. And I'm a part of that because I went to speak in Sydney in 2016, and I I met the uh, the founder and the team. And we hit it off, and I, I got this idea. I came I came back from Australia thinking about how cool it would be to have that that festival in either Portugal or someplace in Europe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, and then we spent the next four years trying to make that happen. We we're still in the process of making that happen. We, we've announced we, we're still on for the um, the festival happening in Porto here in Portugal in October. The end of October, mm-hmm. we're keeping an eye out on how this pandemic thing is going to roll out, but mm-hmm. uh, we're still we're still up for it, and it's going to be really super fun. And I get to be a part of the team and learn how these things are put together, and go to the meetings, and I've been learning a lot. Uh, it's uh, I've been learning a lot about business, not so much about the design side of it, obviously, but uh, I get getting to know a lot of cool people, getting to know a lot of um, really great top tier talent that I wouldn't otherwise be have or have access to. Mm. Um, we, uh, Foreign Affairs did this video for Radiohead. Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah. So that was, you know, it's it's been great. It's been really fun. That's awesome. You get to work with like people that you appreciate and also have access to like special things. Because I remember back in the day you were like really wanting to make a, a, a speaking conference kind of thing out in Lisbon, which is where you're at, right? So I think that was yeah. like one of your goals. So it's like, it's kind of a smart move um, working closely with 
these people that are vets basically 20 years it's like a lot of time to yeah i mean can you imagine there's no way you could add up all that value because it's like uh, that's so much that's so much experience um they've probably seen it all everything you know so yeah, yeah and it, it was one of those like i was saying earlier sometimes you just have to go with the flow and uh, it was one of those moments where sammy burnham was uh, thinking about the uh, idea of uh, opening maybe a small um, conference festival in Europe somewhere, and they were floating that idea. And I, I thought to myself, well, why don't you do it here? Mm. And we started talking, and the whole thing just, you know, it was a slow, slow process. Uh, I had to bring other people to get involved. I have a team working on that separately from everything else that I work on. I, I, I'm a curator and I sometimes pop in to help things out, but I'm mostly hands off. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, and yeah, it was one of those things where I, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to give back to, to the Portuguese design community. Cause, uh, I know there's a lot of great designers here, uh, graphic designers, architects, some of the best in the world. Um, I don't know. They don't have much of a platform. Um, and I've been lucky to, to work with the studios and the people that I've worked with on the projects that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. And now I get to also leverage that also the, uh, the Emmy, I get to leverage that to, uh, help my country. Uh, one for, for, I want to, I want to give back to people. I really think that Portugal is a great place to make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, it seems like everybody else thinks so too, cause it's really happening. That's awesome. It's cool, man. Yeah, that's a big goal yeah. too, and also like a beautiful goal to do. Like, it makes me like warms my heart when I hear you like to help my country. Like, I love that. It's so cool. Like, having um, a special place for the things that you love, and also like giving back to the community that's given so much to you. I'm sure, which is really great too. So, yeah, yeah it's been it's been fun. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Well, amazing, man. I'm really glad to hear that you're embracing and loving being a dad, and awesome for the success on your new adventures and your projects, your many projects and also the semi-permanent thing sounds really healthy for the soul. Super cool. So you got to come over, you got to come over for the, uh, for the, the conference. I'd love to, I haven't left my house in two months, so I'm just go anywhere. So I'll, 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 I'll send you, I'll send you, I'll send you a private plane, a foreign affairs plane. To get you. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Sounds good. Now, I, I miss this stuff so much, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, it's just been a wild journey. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to world traveling and stuff because that's such an Me important too, man. part. Yeah, it's such, an, too. such an important part to the formula. So, but um, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and it's great to thank catch you, up with you. Man. And um, yeah, we'll talk again soon. All right, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much, Philippe, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and you can always go and find more information about these episodes at thefuckthepodcast.com and for this particular episode, it's slash 228. Uh, you can find show notes for the, this week's episode there and you can also find links to our Twitter, iTunes podcast page, all that good stuff there. So make sure you check that out if you want more information and uh, please go and encourage Philippe to finish his website so we can incur- enjoy his work <laughs> and uh you know the drill it's tough right now it's a really weird time for the world and just everybody at large so try to do your part and spread some joy give some knowledge share things that you love and 
try to do your part of it and, and, and give some positivity to the world because we're all needing it really desperately right now, I think. So, um, yeah, so you know the drill, everybody. Go out there, be powerful, be prolific. Peace out, everyone.